Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fanatic Smack. I am your host, Carrington Gupte, coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. Today's episode, we have a special guest on the show today. Jay Hayes, sports writer and podcast creator out of Kentucky. He writes blogs for the website MyBlueOpinion.com and he's the creator and host of the podcast UK Fans All Day. Uh, Jay, we're going to talk about some college football game day. Jay was actually out at Lexington yesterday as the Wildcats took down the Central Michigan Chippewas 35-20. to We're going to talk a little bit about that, some of the performances, great performances by the running back pair, some not-so-good performances by the quarterbacks, and how Kentucky blew the game open in the second half. We're also going to talk about other Kentucky sports, namely the basketball program, which is extremely popular and cranks out high-level talent year after year after year. Uh, John Calipari's reign. We're going to talk about predictions for the Kentucky Wildcats football and basketball seasons. We're also going to go into some NFL and talk about Khalil Mack and his impact that he will have on the Chicago Bears defense after being traded in that blockbuster from the Oakland Raiders yesterday. Hey, good evening, Jay. Welcome to Fanatic Smack. This is Carrington Gupte. How you doing? All right. How's it going, man? Doing pretty fantastic today. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you for setting aside some time. Wanted to get your take on, of course, yesterday you were down at the game, got some of the numbers pulled up here. Uh, how, how was the game yesterday? How was the atmosphere down at Lexington? The atmosphere was great. Um, 49,000 in a stadium that holds 60,000. So it was under attendance. Uh, that was talked about, of course. Um, but as far as the game goes, it, it was a little upsetting. I just wrote an article about it telling fans not to be negative. There were uh, a lot of mistakes, a, lot, a few turnovers, three fumbles, a couple interceptions thrown from the starting quarterback that was just named a week and a half ago. So, which, by the way, has not played until yesterday, the first down in Division One college football. Yeah, it was interesting. I was uh, looking at the numbers here. Of course, the game was extremely close at halftime. I believe Kentucky was up, what, 21-20 at halftime, right? Right, and, right. Uh, then they just they took off, and it was all thanks to the running backs, of course, Benny Snell Jr. and uh, A.J. Rose, both with two touchdowns, over 100 yards rushing. Um, but now, right. from a Kentucky fan standpoint, what do you what do you guys think about the quarterbacks? I know two different quarterbacks played. Uh, they both didn't look too great. I know Hoke ended up throwing one touchdown. Um, but what do you see in the future of Kentucky as far as this season goes at the quarterback position? Of course, Kentucky fans are critical, so everyone's like, Hoke's job. <laughs> it's Hoke's job now. But I think that, you know, it was the first game, um, like I said, hadn't played Division One the first down. I think Terry Wilson, he's a runner, which we didn't see. I think he had nine carries for 38 yards. It was hard to watch, but I think, I think he keeps the job as a coach. Um, I think they keep him going to say, look, you're okay. You're, you're fine. Calm down and, and let's win, you know? So we're going into Florida, the swamp next week. And I think the uh, point spread came out today was uh, Florida by 15. So I don't like that. I do think Kentucky can beat them. we got to go run. And I think it'll open up passing. I think that will get better. 
But after watching that, I'm not for sure if it will be Terry Wilson or Gunnar Hoke. Um, I, I can't call it. Yeah, that's going to be the most interesting thing. I know even though the yardage was low for Wilson, the two interceptions, uh, he was 11 of 18. So I think if you keep him in that short passing offense and, of course, utilize the two running back system like they did, I mean, Rose averaged, what, 12, 13 yards a carry, only got yeah. eight or nine carries. So right. it's, I think if they run a spread type of uh, you know option offense, that it will open up the passing, bubble passes, screen passes, and that's going to um, – be huge especially down in florida because that's a very athletic team year after year i mean that's just what they're known right. for is fielding the best athletes in the state um as far as the rest of the season are you do you think it's too early to tell where you guys are going to finish out or where do you see the wildcats finishing is it a bowl season is it a eight and four seven and five what do you what do you foresee it is definitely a bowl season uh before yesterday i called 10 and 2 win 10 games after yesterday i'm not for sure but being a fan i want to stick to 10 and 2 i want to say okay i'm back in my team let's do this first game jitters i want to cough it up to that and but I, i'm going to stick with it 10 and 2 however i do believe it's a bowl game and what is that six wins yeah i think six or seven <laughs> wins pretty much is going to guarantee you a, a bowl game right. there i'm going to stick with the 10 Okay, yeah, I would I would probably my guess would I, I'm thinking about eight or nine wins. Of course, ten's a, a ten from a fan's point. That's every what everybody wants to see. Uh, they right. do play in a tough conference, so it's it's going to be tough. But based on the running back talent, I think there's a very good chance that they have an opportunity to go ten and two. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. As far as you know, your your past and your Kentucky fanhood. Have you are you born and raised in Kentucky? Have you been Kentucky your whole life, or how did you becoming a big into podcasting and writing and following the university sports teams. How did that all come to play? I am from Kentucky, born and raised. However, I did live in several states for a couple of years. I lived out in Dallas and I lived in Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach. So, but most of my time has been here in Lexington, Kentucky. And like I said, I grew up around it. My grandfather was big. He would always turn the TV on and watch the games, but he would keep the volume down and listen to the commentating on the radio. That's, that's always real enjoyed funny. that. Yeah, you know, my, my grandpa, he was the same way. Uh, he was a Purdue fan, uh, L.A. Dodgers fan, and he would have the games on the TV and then have his either his headphones on if, you know, it was loud and we had a lot of people over or just right. a little, little radio on the TV stand there. And I always thought that was – it adds a different excitement to the game. I always feel like uh, the radio announcers are more into the game than the uh, than the play-by-play -play commentary or, you know, what have you. So, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, uh, definitely something um, that's, that creates a whole new atmosphere for the game. Um, myself, you know, I'm an Indiana boy, grew up in the Midwest, about two miles away from the Bloomington campus. Uh, so I grew up right there in the early 90s, you know, got to see, of course, like we talked about um, in our introduction of Tim Couch, got to see Tim Couch play and really destroy wow. Indiana just about every single time they faced right. off. Uh, so that was that was good times, you know, it was good to just yeah. out there eating oversized turkey or oversized <laughs> turkey legs and Cool weather with hoodie weather, you know, watching and Indiana's never, you know, they're a basketball school. They're not known for football. Yeah. So, but it's yeah. still fun. You know, it's kind of oh, the, yeah. way you, 
the way you are with Kentucky is how I am with my Indiana sports. Um, yeah. And now g- going over to the basketball side of Kentucky, I know they're always projected to do some great things. What do you see from them this upcoming season? Is it a championship season in Kentucky, or do you think they fall just short? I should put my wife on the phone with you because she would tell you that I say we're going to win it all this year. This is our year. And she's like, you say that every <laughs> year. I'm like, no, I know. Oh, yeah, you, you got to. As a, I mean, as a fan, when you have that much talent, it's like, you know, me growing up, uh, huge Boston Celtics fan. Regardless of injuries or talent, I always just believe, like, it's the Celtics. We're going to – every year there's a chance to win the championship. This team is unbelievable. Uh, just watched them. They had a tournament in the Bahamas to play European professional teams, professional teams, grown men, and they beat the first two teams by 20-plus. I think it was 23 and 24. And the next two teams they played, they beat by 30-plus. Yeah, that so, is, that like is they really are, impressive. Yeah, they are amazing. So, of course, the buzz is super hype around here. Uh, this team is very talented. One guy to watch out for is Keldon Johnson. He is a monster that loves dunking on people. So he's very exciting to watch. And of course, uh, you know, every year we're in the running. But this year, honestly, I do think that they have a chance to run very deep, talking national title, Final Four. Um, so look for them there because this team, they're playing together. And that's what I like. I mean, we have stars come all the time, but this team, they they love each other. They're friends, and you could tell the trip to the Bahamas did a great job at getting these guys together. And it's going to be a fun season to watch. I know uh, Big Blue Madness is is super excited about that. Yeah, no, they that always comes into play as far as team. You can have the best best players in the league, best players, you know in the conference and it won't matter if there's no team chemistry. I remember listening back to an old, an old Boston Celtics podcast where Kevin Garnett said uh, that 2008 year, they won the championship that off season. They went out to Rome. Doc Rivers took the team out to Rome and they spent a month out there just training and tour and vacationing together. And it brought them super close where there's just a trust on and off the court. You know, you build camaraderie and it really does translate throughout the season, you know, when, yeah. when times are tough, your back's against the wall, you you have that to fall back on and you really trust your brothers. So that's that's huge, you know. That's And me personally, I always, I mean, I don't think probably the last five years I've picked Kentucky in my Final Four just because I know they're that good, you know, especially yeah. once you had Calipari. I mean, he's a genius at the, at the collegiate level, so. Yeah. Um, he, he gets these, these five-star players to buy in to – selfless play you know he gets them to and that's that a lot of people don't realize hard to take a bunch of five-star talent and you know because everybody wants to be the guy you know and you, you it's when oh, you have selfless yeah. play, you know it can get you too far yeah because these guys i mean they're all leading scorers on their teams i mean hell even in their state probably each one of them is the <laughs> leading scorer in the state and then they come over there and yeah you got to sacrifice minutes to and, and, you know, and touches for, for the greater good. And real so quick, now, your Celtics, real quick um, I'm rooting for your Celtics this year. I think they will be the team. I, just, you know, I it's, just... <laughs> yeah, there it's, it's hard not to, I mean, with, with Brad Stevens as the coach, I think a oh, lot man. of people have, have fallen in love with that team, just the way he coaches 
um, how sincere he is and how strategic he is. I mean, it's it, me growing up in Indiana. I got to see, you know, him, him working for free yeah. as a, as a paid or a non-paid intern really. And then right. becoming an assistant coach and, and through all this stuff. And it's just, I literally believe he has a chance to be the greatest coach. And I think right now he's already yeah. probably surpassed Popovich as the greatest coach um, in the league currently. I'm um, not to say that, you know, he's already the greatest of all time, but being how young he is another 20 years in the league, 30 years in the league coaching, he could have, you know, seven, eight championships in 30 years. Now, you know, big blue nation wants him after Calipari leaves. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would not doubt it. I know there's so many. Um, I know Indiana's going to call, you know, probably Kentucky, even Duke. We know at some point Krzyzewski's got to step away. So there's a lot right. of – although what I'm hearing, our guy out here in, in Arizona State right now, Bobby Hurley, you know, big-time yeah. Blue Devil, he's yes. the guy that I heard they're they're looking at to replace Krzyzewski. So he I've just signed a, a five-year deal here. And I think when he's done with that, he's going to go back. I mean, it's similar to what Gordon Hayward did. He had a great team in Utah, but when you get a chance to go play with one of your best friends and former coaches or your, you know, ex university, it's, you're going to take it every time, you know, it's just exactly. it's family. Exactly. So, yeah. It's family. So you're that, right. Yeah. So that's, that's great to hear though, that everybody, that I'm not the only one rooting for the Celtics, you know, I mean, I think it's because right. everybody hates the Warriors now at this point um, with everything that they've done. You know, and, and former Ken Wildcat, you know, DeMarcus Cousins just joined him in the offseason. So yeah. that that yeah. kind of was the, the exclamation point for everybody in the league. They were like, there's really no way to beat this team once yeah. they're healthy and on the floor together. I love Boogie, but I, I, I don't like the Warriors. So, you know, I can't, I can't cheer for them just because they have a former Kentucky player. So I'm out. <laughs> right. And then in terms of other Kentucky players in the league, of course, we got Devin Booker out here in Phoenix who scored 70 not too long ago. Yeah. He has teamed up with, uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton and um, we're getting some other guys over here. Who do you think is going to have the bigger season coming up here? Devin Booker or Carl Anthony Towns out in Minnesota? Ooh, that's a hard one. I I think I want to say Anthony Towns, I think will do more, but I think as a team, I think Devin Booker and the Suns do it. I think the Suns are putting it together. Um, but I was wondering, and a question for you, you're there. Who is going to be the point guard now? So yeah, they're right now. There's a huge hole at point guard. They, they let Tyler Ulis go. They've, didn't re-sign Alfred Payton. They traded away Brandon Knight. So yeah. what I've heard is they are trying to target Kimball Walker, Damian Lillard, or even Terry Rozier in Boston. Oh, so wow. those are the those are the three names that keep coming up here as far as who's gonna run point. I know Damian Lillard has said verbally, you know, he's committed to a, a forever in, in Portland. But at some point you have to think, you know it's been a while now with him and McCollum together. And, and the fact that they're so similar in size and in play style, it's um, they're, they're, they're just undersized together. I don't think in that powerhouse Western conference together that they can do anything unless, you know, they, they look at bringing over a third and a fourth star. So exactly. I, I expect, I expect um, Kimba Walker to be the easiest to trade for uh, probably with what the Suns have in pieces and, um, 
just, you know, Kimba Walker wanting to really go somewhere and be the guy and yeah. uh, run the point. You know, it's been up and down in Charlotte for years. Of course, Michael Jordan, as great as he is of a player, as great as he was, he hasn't been the best uh, manager or leader there in Charlotte. <laughs> so it's been a it's been an interesting time since he's taken over the team, you know, dating back to the Charlotte Bobcats even. So, yeah, real um, – I expect Kimba Walker to be here before the All-Star break. Absolutely. Right. I hated I hated to hear that they got rid of uh Brandon Knight. That's my guy, Kentucky guy, but I was happy that he went to Houston. Uh that's good. And that's that's what made me think of okay, who's who's gonna be point guard now in Phoenix, you know? But yeah, Matt- absolutely. And I think um that, that fit in Houston is gonna be perfect. I mean, he's coming off an injury, but with Chris Paul being injured as well. And his age catching up to him, I I think Knight's going to get a really good chance to kind of resurge his career. He's going to get a lot of good touches, probably at both the one and the two, backing up Harden and playing point guard. So it's going to be, and he's an electric scorer when he's healthy, you know. So it's going to be fun. You know, they added Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, um, it's going to be a, a very explosive team. I just defensively, I don't see the Rockets getting past, I mean, I, I think they could pot very well lose to the Spurs or the Thunder or somebody like that just because I don't see any, but especially with D'Antoni, a former Phoenix Suns coach, he's an all-offense, no-defense guy. Right. And then Car- Carmelo and Harden, you know, they I don't think they've ever played a possession of defense in their lives. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, gonna be going to be interesting. They can definitely put the ball in the basket, but they've got to score 115, 120 probably every night to win, so. Yeah, that's going to be real interesting. Um, and then, of course, the huge news in the NFL over the weekend was Khalil Mack being traded to the Chicago Bears from the Oakland Raiders. Do you think the Chicago Bears, the monsters of Midway, do you think they're going to be back or do you think uh, this is still a rebuilding year for Chicago? Uh, when I first seen this news, I got alert on my phone and I was like, what? I, I couldn't. I I couldn't fathom why. I mean, I, I understand he didn't want to play in Oakland, and I, like I understand that. But with that being said, I do think it's still a rebuilding. I think they will have some good come out of Chicago that happens for them, but they're they're re- rebuilding. I I don't see them doing anything really. And of yeah, course, no. I'm a Packers fan, so I'm going to say that. right yeah i mean and aaron Rodgers got that huge contract um i believe and then and they they picked up was it uh jimmy graham right in the offseason too so that's 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 really huge because you give a quarterback that good somebody with that size and over the court i mean i've never seen brett Favre was good and he learned from brett Favre and even took it to the next level as far as accuracy throwing into the end zone from 50 60 yards out he's the best to ever do it. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. And you give them a guy like that. I mean, what Jimmy's six, seven, six, six, something like that. That's, that's huge. That's very huge. Of course mm-hmm. the Jordy Nelson loss is huge, but um, I think you more than make up for it. It's just going to change the way they play instead of short slants. It's going to be, you know, outs to the end zone and just throw up over the top. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm hoping for a great, a great year being a fan. Of course, you always hope your team does the best you know you want to go to those Super Bowls championships whatever but yeah I'm, I'm hoping these pieces I've been hearing of Randall Cobb trades and I hope that's not the case I love Randall Cobb in Green Bay so I mean like and he's a Kentucky guy so I'm a fan of his but 
I hope he stays put. Yeah, Randall Cobb is definitely one of my favorite players on that team, being that he does he does a little bit of everything. You know, sometimes he comes into the backfield and takes handoffs or little shovel passes. He um, if he can stay healthy, he's yeah. he's a he's a big play threat. He really is. He's I think he's tremendously underrated in the league, and uh, he's played with Aaron Rodgers a couple seasons now, and it it would be not in their best interest to trade him. I would say that because already losing Jordy Nelson, you need a guy that you can. You're, you can guarantee to be your your security blanket, even though that's what Jimmy uh, Graham is. Just the the camaraderie that they have is yeah. unmatched right now at this point with so many new players on that team. And then, as far as you and your your podcasting and your writing goes, about how long ago did you start? Um, you know, really getting into writing and and publishing online and and podcasting and all that. Um, I started blogging and writing sports articles maybe two years ago i've always kind of fooled around with that for a while now i mean six seven years but i really got into it about two years ago and i enjoy it as a fan i i I got tired of the recycled news like i read all these sports articles and it's just sports article the same article with someone's spin on it and it's but it's still the same it's a recycled article and I wanted to put my twist in I wanted to offer something and the way I write super amateur and low budget but fun and and witty and sarcastic at the same time and and just something different and I started I was like podcast is huge I've listened to podcasts for some time now and of course, uh, Anchor pops up, and I'm like, okay, I can start here and build my way up. So I've been podcasting now for about five months and really enjoy it, and uh, I'm just going to keep moving forward with it. Every day I learn something new or, or anything with this that I can learn and take in. I just want to try to use it to, to better the future with what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I um I started not too long ago myself. I probably, gosh, I came up with the idea to start. I mean, I had been, I actually originally started writing years and years ago when, when Bleacher Report first came out, it was an open platform for everybody to write. So it was totally independent. They didn't have paid writers. Um, so I was writing on there when I was young in high school, of course, wasn't very good, but you learn a lot. Um, from the people that were on there eventually they closed everything down to the public um, and then podcasting yeah I just I'd listen to you know sports talk radio my whole life growing up my dad listened to it my grandpa on the way to school back and forth it was just something I fell in love with um, and then yeah same thing anchor just happened to pop up um, they said this is the best way to start it's the easiest way to start and they've slowly developed um, a better platform, an easier platform, more interactive and collaborative platform. And it's really helped with um, just connecting with people, finding people of similar interests um, and similar to how we stumbled into each other, you know, just searching through sports shows and you find somebody, you look at some of their content and you think you might, uh, might have a good connection and figure, hey, why not jump on a show with them? Exactly, exactly. And what grabbed me, I seen, I seen your show and it said, Fanatic Smack. And I was like, oh, I love it because I'm, I'm funny. Well, I try to be funny, but I like having a good <laughs> right. time just being me, you know? Yeah, and that's the best. Like what you said, it's so much of 
uh, journalism and sports, it's very stiff and they try to be, you know, politically correct, of course. And just with the way the, the internet has gone and the ability that, you know, we now have as everyday regular people to go out and create our own shows, our own videos, our own websites and blogs and video vlogs and everything. It's, um, it does, it makes it more fun. And I've noticed more and more people that I know, you know, coworkers, friends, family, they prefer to listen to independent people like, uh, you know, yourself or whoever, because it's, it's, um, like you said, humor is involved. It's still very insightful. I mean, you were physically at the game yesterday. I was watching your, your, uh, Instagram live, you know, with your, and you came real close, you know, you said what Snell would have 150 and three touchdowns. He finished with, yeah. you know, yeah. 125 and two. So it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to see like, you know, this is a fan, this is their life. And then like, this is their point of view from it opposed to, you know, the news station or just another ESPN reporter trying to, you know, paint the best picture they can. Right. And that's, that's how I try to come at it, you know, uh, for fans by fans, you know, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's for, yeah, for the fans, by the fans. That's what, um, that's what we all want. And, and I think it's funny because we've always gravitated towards the more, you know, sarcastic and, comedic shows of the different <laughs> yeah. sports that's just oh, it's yeah. what always has grabbed my attention and and yeah putting a personal twist on it and and building a good brand for it and of course i'm sure you've heard time and time again people have probably told you you have a great radio voice right so podcasting it can be huge for you while you probably enjoy you know writing you can ultimately translate your writing to uh to the microphone you know to the podcast and it just yeah. and it, it gives your personal um, you know, you just your personal energy to it. It makes it much more enjoyable. And I knew as soon as like when you left me the message on Anchor, I was like, man, this guy sounds so professional already. You know, I was like, he's probably <laughs> I didn't I didn't know if you were like on the ground working for Kentucky. I don't know what was going on. Like wow. he's got that radio voice, you know, and that's, that's what people enjoy. And so, yeah, it's always it's always great. Um, and then closing out here, I know you said you you're a big fan of uh, the Packers. As far as the NBA goes, what's uh, what team do you guys follow? Since Kentucky doesn't have a team, we 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 just kind of follow Kentucky players, really. Well, I do. I'll say that in myself, I follow Kentucky players. Um, if I had to choose a team, it would be the Celtics. Okay, yeah, no, that's so, great. Uh, it's great to hear, of course, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like it. Um, the Celtics are similar. They're like a Kentucky of the NBA. Whereas they've yeah. always had this, they've always had this tradition. They usually always have a great coach, and it's always very, it's a, it's always a lot of stars. But they, at some point, they put their differences aside and they're able to come together and and achieve, you know, lots of championships, lots of championship appearances, down to the final four teams. And I think that's yeah. where the correlation is. You know, it's just, and you know, being back east a little bit, you know, it's it's more of a, a blue collar, you know, hardworking. You know, yeah, guys like Mar- exactly. guys like guys like Marcus Smart. You know, when Kevin Garnett was there, just real gritty defense. You know, up in your face, and I think that's um, you know it's admirable when it comes to, especially with how the league is played today. I mean, so much of it is the, you know, run and gun AAU ball. Kids are you know shooting half court shots and throwing alley oops <laughs> all the time. So it's it it can be entertaining, but it's it's totally different than the basketball that we grew up watching. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly so, right. But yeah. uh, we, we around here do normally just keep up with Kentucky players, <laughs> mainly. College sports right. here for Kentucky is 
it's our professional sport. Like uh, Kentucky basketball is our professional sport. Yeah, and I'm sure they could probably beat some of the teams. I mean, gosh, the Sacramento last year, you know, whoever, uh, Chicago was pretty bad. I mean, they they could probably yeah. give some of those teams a good run for their money. So now are you uh, are you heading I'm, I'm assuming you're headed to a, a few Kentucky games for the remainder of the year. Any of the uh, bigger games that you're traveling out of state to or are you just staying in state for local games? Uh, yeah, um, I have been to several out of state, but this year I will just be in state and probably just a few of the games um, this year. Uh, work schedule and now podcasting and writing has gotten heavier. Um, I find myself like yesterday, I didn't do too much at the game because I was more into the game than to do anything with any kind of technology, uh, you know, uh, device or, you know, I was just tuned into the game. So really, and I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to, kind of take notes or do something but I like I said I was just caught up in the game just watching it as a fan and and kind of did my thing when I got home so uh, I'm gonna try to do less games but keep up with them like I do normally um, at home and and that way I'm on the go as I'm watching and 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 I can be more assertive that way yeah no I think that's probably I mean that's how it is as a fan you get to the game and Sometimes you're, you know, you want to take a few pictures, record, what have you, but just enjoying the game, really. And I think that's the beauty of the, the internet today. You know, you can, once the game's over, if you didn't ha- take your notes or, you know, whatever you experienced, you just enjoyed the game. You can go home and pull everything up on the computer and jot everything down and prepare, okay. you know, a podcast episode or an article um, from that. So you actually do get to enjoy the experience. Whereas, you know, back in the day, reporters had to be, you know, numbers, 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 looking at everything and, kind of didn't really get to experience the the full energy of the game I guess so that's yeah. it's a it's a benefit we have today um, and Jay before before we get off of here today where can uh, everybody find you as far as we know you're on anchor we know you're on um, Instagram and, and Twitter are all of your names uh, the same across all platforms or what are your uh, different handles where can people find you uh, definitely, you can read articles in ukfansallday.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Jay Hayes. That's J H A Z Z E U K F A D on Twitter, and the same on Instagram, but it's J Hayes K Y on Instagram. Okay, perfect. And I, I got you on Instagram here. I'll probably share something out. Uh, to the Instagram community that I have there and Twitter as well. Um, again, want to thank you for coming by today, setting aside some time. It's always great to talk and learn a little more about what's in store for Kentucky. I'm, you got me really excited for the Kentucky basketball season now. So I think I'm probably going to be tuning into a lot of their games just to see, you know, what, uh, what you talked about. Because if they're going out there and, you know, they're beating pro teams by 20, 30, 40 points, this, this could be a team that, you know, loses maybe one or two games max the entire season right. so it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting of course and i'm a huge basketball fan so oh so uh, then you're definitely gonna want to tune in november the 6th for the champion classic in indianapolis duke in kentucky and michigan state and kansas 
Yeah, that's going to be – I think that's probably everybody's circled game on the calendars, that Duke-Kentucky game. Of course, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, huge uh, huge names. You know, they get a lot of media press as individual play. Um, and as good as they are as players, I still – I feel like Kentucky's going to win that game. I feel like um, they might be the better individual players. But based on, like, what you've said and, and knowing the talent that Calipari recruits, it's like eight, nine, ten deep – they're yeah. they're probably going to yeah. give Duke a good run for their money, and I think win the game because they have better shooters than Duke, um, and I think that's just what's going to set it aside. You know, you can have all the athleticism in the world, but team play and execution down the stretch is what's going to count. You're exactly so right, I'll, my friend. I'll definitely tune into that again, Jay. I want to thank you for uh, jumping on here to Fanatic Smack today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks I, uh, so much to jump. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to talk uh, again anytime. You know, we'll probably do a season recap or maybe even before that uh, Duke-Kentucky game, we'll jump on here again and talk yes. a little bit more. Uh, likewise, if you want me to jump on, you know, your show or whatever, or, you know, interview me for one of your articles, we can do that as well. I'd uh, love to be hitting you up for that. For sure, mark it down. I will definitely be hitting you up for that. All righty. Hey, Jay, I appreciate it. Again, guys, this is Jay Hayes, writer for MyBlueOpinion.com. Um, and podcast yeah. host yeah. of UK Fans All Day. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Jay, it's been a pleasure. We will see you next time, my friend. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on Fanatic Smack. All righty, will do. You have a great weekend, brother. Enjoy. You too as well. Thank you.